Thank you for joining us for this message from Cornerstone Community Church in Lynchburg, Virginia. Here's Pastor Willie Taylor. But I know it's going to be at least two. Uh, The title is called Living in the Supernatural. Now, I want to live in the supernatural. I don't want to just visit the supernatural. I don't want the supernatural just to, you know, come every now and then. I don't want to see it from a distance. I want to live in the supernatural. Because that's what I see in Scripture. And I don't know about you, but when I read Scripture and I read what Jesus did, and I know he wants me to uh, and you to do things that he did also because he did uh, those things that the Father uh, showed him to do, and the Father did things through him, and we're supposed to be led by the Spirit to do things for Jesus. And we live in a world that... People need Jesus. They really do. And they need also, not only do they need him as a Savior, that's where it starts, and Lord, but it also means that they need him as a helper. You know, they need him to uh, conform them to the image of his dear son. And so the Holy Spirit is supposed to be doing that in all of our lives who are born again. So I want to live in the supernatural, and we're going to talk a little bit about that today. We'll introduce it because this is just part one. Now let's look in the Gospel of John, chapter 3, verses 1 through 8. Let's look there. And I'm, I'm, I'm excited about living in the supernatural because I want to do it. I really want to do it. And I have to uh, tell you that I am not living in the supernatural, even though the supernatural, well, I am living in the supernatural, and the supernatural is living in me because God says my life is here with Christ and God. (laughs) And Christ is supernatural. And the Holy Spirit is living in me, so that means that he's supernatural. So therefore, we are living in the supernatural, but I want to experience it. I think you know what I'm saying. I want to experience the supernatural. That's what I want to do, experience it. Okay, it says, now there was a man uh, of the Pharisees named Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews. This man came to Jesus by night and said to him, Rabbi, we know that you have uh, come from God and that uh, as a teacher, And for no one can do these signs that you do unless God is with him. Now, that's something that Nicodemus is saying to Jesus. It seems like the natural thing to do, or not the natural thing to say, would be, well, thank you. You know, or to God be the glory. You know, that, that we, you know we, we have these Christian things that we do, right? To God be the glory, you know. Yeah, yeah, to God be the glory. But he didn't do that, did he? He didn't do that. Jesus takes opportunities because he's thinking about souls. He's thinking about Nicodemus. He's thinking about uh, what Nicodemus needs. <clears throat> and Nicodemus, uh, is, is, he's very respectful, and he is telling Jesus, that I recognize who you are, that I know you must be from God, 
also because these are the things you're doing. So Jesus takes his opportunity and he answers him. It says, truly, truly, I say to you, unless one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Now, Nicodemus didn't ask about the kingdom of God. He really didn't. But that's what he needed, isn't it? That's what he needed. Nicodemus said to him, how can a man be born when he's old? Now, now he's thinking in the natural. No, and and that's, that's rightful thing. I mean, he's thinking that he cannot enter a second time into his mother's womb and be born. Can he? And Jesus answered, truly, truly, I say unto you, unless one is born of water and the spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. So he adds a little something to it. Uh, Nicodemus, yeah, you were born, and you were born uh, of water, and you were born in a natural world. Uh, you came from your mother. You were born. Uh, but you got to be born again. But you got to be born of the Spirit. That's important. You got to be born of the Spirit. That which is born of the flesh is flesh. And that which is born of the Spirit is spirit. Do not be amazed that I said to you, you must be born again. The wind blows where it wishes. And you hear the wind. You hear the sound of it. But do not know where it comes from and where it's going. So is everyone who is born of the Spirit. Now, I wanted to read that because it introduces uh, the living in the supernatural. We are living in a natural world. We have a natural body. Unless we have this body, this flesh and body, you know, bone, you cannot enter the kingdom of God because you're not even born into the world. But it says you got to be born of Water, you got to be born in this natural world, but you also got to be born again. Got to have both of them. So that tells me that even though I'm walking around in the flesh, we are all walking around in the flesh, we have a flesh of body, but when we are born again and we are born of spirit, because that's which is born of spirit is spirit, that means I'm a spiritual being. And if I'm a spiritual being living in a natural body, living in a natural world, that means I can operate on both, in both worlds. And rightfully so. We need to operate in both worlds. The way God has asked us to. But I want to live in the supernatural world. That's what I want to live in. The supernatural. Because Jesus lived in the supernatural world. All the apostles lived in a supernatural world. The ones we're going to talk about today lived in a supernatural world. So that's what we want to do. Now, are we together? Uh, do, do, do you want to live in a supernatural world? Do you want to really live supernaturally? Yeah. Okay, just, just asking now, just in case I'm in the wrong place. You know, maybe I missed it. Yeah. No, we want to live supernaturally. Let's look in Ephesians. Let's go there. 
chapter 2 and verse 4 through 6. But God, being rich in mercy, because of his great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead in our trespasses, made us alive together with Christ. By grace, you have been saved. And raised us up with him and seated us with him in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Now, the tense of the words of my Bible said he raised. It didn't say he will raise us up. He raised us up. It's he seated us with him. It doesn't say he will seat us. He seated us with him in heaven places. And Christ is seated at the right hand of the Father. So that means that we are seated at the right hand of the Father. How can that be? How can we be in a natural world because we are here, but yet seated with Christ at the right hand of the Father? Supernatural. Supernatural. And that's what God wants us to, to see in our introduction. And that's the scriptures that I want to introduce it with so you know that I'm not just talking about a hypothetical thing. I'm not talking about something we wish. I'm talking about something that is written. And if it's written, that means we should be walking in it. And we should be in agreement with it. So living in the supernatural, I want to know, how can I do that, God? Because I'm not doing it. I want it manifest in my life. I don't, don't want to read about it and then clap my hands and say, Woo, that was good. Oh, boy. oh I read that. I, I read this thing this morning. That was so good. That was good. Are you living out? No, no, no. Do you think you lived out? No, no. But it's a good reading. <laughs> no. No, I want it to be good living. How about you? We're going to talk about five things today that can help us to live supernaturally in the areas now of signs and wonders. This is, this is part one because we'll, we'll talk about other areas that God wants us to live supernaturally also. But this is in the area of signs and wonders. And I, I know that some of you uh, might not want to have signs and wonders to follow you. And that's okay if you don't want signs and wonders following you. But Jesus had signs and wonders, wonders following him, you know. And I want signs and wonders following me. And if you're gonna if you're gonna go anywhere, a foreign soil, anywhere where they have, have voodoo doctors, have they have all these witchcraft, they have all these things, and don't you know that that they have some power? And you better not come over there with no power. You see, you got to have some power. And if you're going to get people in this, these young people, they, they, they're looking for demonstration of things. And so we have to have some power, too, because it's not, not, not enough just to talk about church and say, come to church. Well, what's happening in your church? And we sing songs and we read the scripture 
and we greet one another and we go home. Well, is any, anything happening? Can I, can I overcome my, my, my drug addiction? Can I overcome my relationship stuff? Can I, can I do something that I can be a winner and not somebody that's overcome by the enemy? We said, well, I wish we could help you, but uh, that's not what... <laughs> That's, that's, not, that's not Cornerstone. That's not in the church in Lynchburg. Uh, that, there's no church nowhere that I know of. We don't want that to be, do, do we? Because they, they won't want to come to church. What do they want to come to church for? But I guarantee you, I guarantee you, if signs and wonders follow you, people will follow you. Follow you to church. They don't care where you go. They'll ask you, where you go to church? That's where I want to go. Because I don't see no signs one and five. No, you the, you've been the only one to pray, pray, pray for me and, and broke my addiction that nobody knew I had but me and my parents. But you broke this thing. And, and therefore, I want, you, I, want, I want that same kind of Jesus that you're talking about. Well, five areas. Let's talk about five ways. The first way is that we're going to have to reject the teaching that signs and wonders died out with the original apostles in during Jesus' time. That, that really, they, they don't, we don't need signs and wonders. They needed signs and wonders because they were the first ones and they were teaching and telling them about Jesus, so they had to have some signs. One, but see, we have the Bible. We have, we have the, you know, the written word. They didn't have that. They had the Old Testament. We had a written word. Now we can just take them to the word and show them the word. Oh, my goodness, reject that. Reject it, because that's not what I read in my Bible. Now you can get that. If you read your Bible with some tinted glasses on, that's tinted to the fact that you've been taught somewhere that signs and wonders are not for today. If you read your Bible that way, then you will stop. Let's, let's, let me read you one thing it says. In Acts chapter 3, uh, I'm going to just read, you don't have to turn to it. It says, Fear came upon every, every soul. I'm reading from Acts chapter 3, Acts chapter 2, verses, uh, verse 43. It says, Fear came upon every soul and every, and, 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 and many wonders and signs were done through the apostles. Now, you can, you can read and say, oh, okay, I see it. That's what they told me when I was growing up. The signs and wonders were done by the apostles. You see there? Signs and wonders are not done today because we don't have these apostles today. The signs and wonders are done by the apostles. It did not say that they were done through Christians. It says through the apostles. Let me read you another in Acts chapter 5, verse 12. It says, now many signs and wonders were done among the people 
by the hands of the apostles. See there? It's done by the apostles. It didn't say in the hands of Christians. It said apostles. Reject that. Reject that. You said, how can you reject the scripture? It's saying it. You said, you gave the, the chapter, the verse, you gave the book, and so it's, it's real. That's not the end. I was trying to teach. Uh, I'm not trying. I was teaching um, our leaders to be, the elder helpers, yesterday morning, how to rightly discern and read the scripture. That you can't just take a verse, read that verse, and say, see there, this is where it says this right here, you know. See, Judas hanged himself, so you can go do it likewise. <laughs> no. No. What context is that in? So you got to know the context. What's before? What's after? Uh, what, what, what are they talking about in that book? And, and does it agree with from Genesis to Revelations? And if it doesn't agree from Genesis to Revelation, then let's, let's don't just take a Bible and just pick and choose what we want and say this is the Word of God. Yes, it's part of the Word of God. Part of it. So we have to reject that. That's number one. Reject the teaching that has, has passed away. Number two, you have to embrace the teaching that Signs and wonders are for today. You got to embrace that. You say, well, huh, I don't know about all that. Well, did Jesus do it? Is Jesus our example? What he saw the Father do, he did. What we see Jesus do, we're supposed to do. Let's go to John the Gospel of John. Let's go there. If you've been here long enough, you know that I love Scripture. So therefore, I have a lot of times Scriptures that we're going to turn to because I can tell you what it says read what it says, all those type of things. But I want you to read it from your Bible. I want you to see it on the... I want you to know that that this is not just hearsay. It's not what I believe only. Or this is what I think we ought to be doing. This is what God says. That's what we want. Uh, so John, the Gospel of John, chapter uh, 14, verses 11 through 14. Let's go there. And this is, is yours in red? Okay. And then unless you have, you know, some electronic devices don't, don't have the color things, but, but it's in red, meaning Jesus said this. Believe me, it says, that I am in the Father, and the Father is in me. Now, are we in Christ? We're in God. We're in Christ. And we know that Christ 
and God is in us, don't we? And this is what he says. He says, otherwise, believe because of the works themselves. Ooh. How are you going to prove? And I'm going to prove that you and the Father and the Father's in you. He said, because I go to church, right? I read my Bible. Or is it because, hey, if you don't believe me, that I'm in the Father and the Father's in me, believe me for the works. You remember when I came over your house? You remember when you, when, when you said you had this addiction that you couldn't break? We prayed for you and it broke. That was, that was Christ. It was not because of my holiness. It was not because of me being anything. It was because of the name of Jesus Christ. That's what we want. To have signs of wonders following us. It says, truly, truly, I say to you, he who believes in me, the works that I do, he Who's the he? The, the, the one who says, he, he says, let, let's go again. So I want you to follow me. Y'all did have English there, right? Okay. In school. He says, truly, truly, I say to you, he who believes in me. That's the he we're talking about. The works that I do, he, the he that believes in me, will do also. Will do also. We'll do also, right? It doesn't say, it's passed away, though, so don't even worry about it. Don't think about it. No, you'll do it also. Why? Because I'm going to the Father. Speaking of Jesus. Whatever you ask, whatever you ask, we know the context here is talking about you know, Christ being in us and we in him and everything. Whatever you ask in my name, that will I do. So that the Father may be glorified in the Son. Because when we pray, we're going to be praying in the name of Jesus. If you ask me anything, ask anything in my name, I'll do it. Oh, my. Has it passed away? Has it passed away? Come on. Oh, I hear about five. Has it passed away? According to the scripture, because he says that if you believe in him, if it passed away, then you must not believe in him. If you believe in me, the works that I do, you do also. Thanks is still here. It is still here. Let's turn to First Corinthians. Let's go there. Chapter twelve, verse seven through eleven. But to each one is given. The manifestation of the Spirit 
for the common good. He's talking to the church at Corinth. To each one. Each one. Not just the pastor. Not just the apostles who passed away. Not just the great man of God that lives over in California that you watch on TV that he doesn't know who you are. He's not coming to your house. <laughs> and that's what it says. To each one is given. Not what you want, but the manifestation of the Spirit for the common good. That means for the common good of everybody. For to one is given the word of wisdom through the Spirit. And we need a word of wisdom, don't we? Yeah. God can, we be in the grocery store, grocery store, God can say, see that woman over there? I want you to go pray for her. She's going through something. I say, okay. The Spirit can give you a word of, of wisdom. And to another, the word of knowledge. Exactly what to do. According to the same spirit. To another, faith. Sometimes we need a, we need a gift of faith. By the same spirit. And to another, gifts of healing that has passed away. Did it say that? <laughs> no, it didn't say that. By the same spirit. And to another, the effecting of miracles. Whew, my goodness gracious. It hasn't passed away. And to another, prophecy. And to another, the discerning of spirits. We need to discern. Uh, the spirits. <laughs> we need to serve the spirit. That's why we're going to pray over you, Emily, before you leave to go on a mission field. Because you got to discern some, you got to walk in this stuff. You got to discern some spirits, what these spirits are, you know, uh, that you, you're out there, you know. It's okay, isn't it? We pray for you before you leave. Okay. Just want to know she's going on a mission field. So, and that's, that's important. And to another, various kinds of tongues. Oh, you need a various kind of tongue. Oh, you do. Because when, you, when you're around somebody that doesn't speak your language and God wants you to minister to them, I was talking to one of my, I used to have some kids from Liberty. They were they're, they're, one of them's father was a was a minister of a large church, and he didn't believe in, you know, speaking in tongues, gifts of tongues. He didn't believe in all this all this stuff right here, and and he said his mother though told him, don't reject it, because when she was over in a mission field, God gave her 
a tongue that she didn't know what it was. She didn't know what she was speaking. But the person who was listening understood in their language. And that led to God being glorified. I said, oh, yes, give me, give me various kinds of tongues. Because he's going to give it as he wills anyway for the common good of all. Because that's the kind we're talking about now. An interpretation of tongues. But one and the same spirit works all these things, all, not some, all these things. Is that right? Distributing to each one individually as he wills. So it hasn't passed away. Signs and wonders are for today. Let's go to two other scriptures for a close. Acts chapter 6, verse 8. Let's go there. It says, And Stephen, is Stephen one of these apostles? No, he was one of the ones that the apostles said, look, these Grecian women need feeding. These widows, they're they're being neglected. But we got to spend time in prayer and minister the word. word. I want you all to look out from among you and choose men who will be able to do this thing. And they chose... uh, now, you know, they told, chose some men, and uh, I think it was seven of them. And uh, Stephen was one of them. Philip was one of them. And they were full of power. See, it says, and Philip, full of grace and power, was performing great wonders and signs among the people. Now, all he was doing is going and feeding. Like we have a group that goes on Thursdays to the Jefferson house. They go and they feed them. Is that, is that right? Thursday? What, what did I say? Thursday? Third Sunday. Third Sunday. They go to third Sunday. Every third Sunday. They go. They don't care whether, what day it is. A holiday on that third, third Sunday, they're going. And they're going to feed. And I want them, from this point on, when they go, I want them to also be thinking about the ones who didn't come down, who are going through some things also, maybe going and praying for them, because everybody has some needs, going and praying for them, and see what God will do. I know they pray for the ones that, that they come down. And they always pray. They praise and do all those type of things. Uh, but I want signs and wonders to follow our group to go to the Jefferson House. I want, I want, if signs and wonders follow that group, do you know it won't be not one person in their room when Cornerstone comes? Guarantee you. Guarantee you. And we won't have to worry about chairs being filled in this place or in any other place 
in Lynchburg, in a church in Lynchburg, if signs and wonders followed the church of Jesus Christ. That's what we want. Acts chapter 8, verse 6. This is the last scripture. The crowds with one accord were given attention to what was said by Philip. That's one of the ones that were feeding the widows. As they heard and saw the signs which he was performing. Ooh. Now, the number one was you need to reject the sign, reject the, the teaching that signs of wonders passed away with the apostles, and nobody did it anyway except the apostles. Well, we, we know that that's not true. Because we just read it, that Stephen did signs of wonders. He was not an apostle. Philip did signs one. He was not an apostle. So other people can do signs and wonders too. All they were doing was this full of full of power, full of wisdom. They just went to, to do the work of the ministry. That's all they were doing. Helping folks. That's all they were doing. Do you want to help folks? Do you have somebody in your neighborhood need help? Do you have people in your work need help? You know, people need help. And all you have to do is to call upon the name of the Lord. And, and you know, because that signs and wonders are supposed to follow us. I want signs and wonders to follow. I've given you three to five things uh, today. And I'll give you some more next, next week. I, I want signs and wonders to follow us because I read it. I don't want us to have some theology that things passed away. I don't want us to have some theology that that's for the great men of God. I knew this man over in in, in this other foreign country, they do miracles. And they have people raised from the dead. They all do all that. I think I'm going to go over there and have them pray for me. What? That That is not good. Is God not in your house? Is God not in your city? Is the Holy Spirit not in you? Miracles are for today. I want to walk in signs and wonders. That's part one. Part two. Thank you for listening to this message from Pastor Taylor and Cornerstone Community Church. We are located in Lynchburg, Virginia at 525 Old Graves Mill Road. You can find us online at cornerstonelynchburg.com. Contact us by email, cornerstonecom at comcast.net. Or call us at 434 847 4796. We pray the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance on you and give you peace.